Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. Close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On this week's show we'll be chatting to Ireland Hockey International David Hart following their gut-wrenching defeat to Canada over the weekend which all but ended the Green Machine's hopes of Olympic qualification ahead of the Tokyo Games in 2020. We're also looking ahead to the clash between Gabriel Rangers and Knock Nagree this weekend in the Cork Intermediate Football Final. And in part two, we'll hear from Gabriel's goalkeeper, Darren O'Mahony. We'll also preview the, ju- we'll also preview the Junior B County Final between Goleen and St. Michael's. Both these games take place at Parky Ring on Saturday evening. But we're going to start with the Irish hockey team, who were left bitterly disappointed following defeat to Canada over the weekend, which has all but ruled them out of next year's Tokyo Olympics. In his match report for the 42.ie, Gavin Casey wrote, Ireland trailed on the night 2-1 but led 6-5 on aggregate until literally the final second when a video referral by Canada made while Ireland celebrating having heard the final whistle resulted in the Canadians being awarded a penalty stroke upon review of a coming together between Ireland's Lee Cole and a Canadian attacker in the Irish circle. Canada went on to equalise. The game went to penalty strokes. And the Canadians were victorious. Kinsale's David Hart, who missed the game through injury, has tweeted since then, saying, Hockey careers ended, Olympic dreams shattered, and yet and years and years of nothing and hard work and dedication from all the players diminished. Diminished. Honestly, still can't believe what happened at FIH Hockey, a decision that will carry pain for a lifetime. Heartbroken. Hearing strong words from David, and you spoke to him earlier, we're going to hear that in a minute. But just to give us your understanding of the situation at this point. Um, it's not looking good for the Irish hockey team, Jack, to be honest. Um, it, it, it is like like David said there, it's heartbreaking for, for, for Ireland. There were some players celebrating Olympic qualification. They thought they were there, they thought they'd booked their, their tickets to Tokyo next year. But um, Canada had one video referral left, they chewed up to the video referee. And I'm not going to say in his wisdom, in I don't know what word you can use to describe his decision to award Canada that penalty stroke. Um, by all accounts, and I'm no, penalty, I'm no hockey expert, it seems very, very harsh um, to award a penalty stroke like that. Um, Canada scored and the rest is history, as they say. But it is for those, for the likes of um, Connor and David Hart from Kinsale and all those Irish hockey players, it's it's devastating for them because... One second to go into the Olympics, a couple of minutes later, you're not going, you know. And for some fellas, it could be their last ever time playing for Ireland. So, um, very understandable why David Hart was so, so disappointed and so, so down. Um, they put their lives on hold for this. They put everything on the line. They thought they had it. It was ripped away from them at the last second. It wasn't even five seconds left. It was one second to go, and it was ripped away from them. So, as we'll hear from David now, um, it's a pretty tough loss to come to terms with. David, I was chatting to you just before you headed off to Vancouver for the Olympic qualification doubleheader against Canada, and it was quite a positive chat, but unfortunately now things didn't work out too well. 
that we can just go on. Let, let, let's cut straight to it. Um, the the final seconds of the second game. Um, Ireland were seconds away from Olympic qualification. Can you just tell us what happened next? Yeah, okay, it wasn't even seconds. It was actually literally just a second, mm-hmm. one second we had left on the clock. And uh, yeah, we're wrongfully given a, a penalty against and they scored it and took it to a shootout. And we uh, unfortunately uh, <laughs> goddenly lost on sudden dead shootout, so we did, which uh, meant that our Olympic dream of getting to Tokyo was unfortunately crushed and over. Like, like you said there, it, it was that final second when Canada were awarded that penalty stroke, and that that is the bone of contention um, at, at the moment because when that when 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 that final kind of whistle or final siren went, David, you could see the Ireland players celebrating that they had qualified for the Olympics. Um, then Canada called for that video referral. Could anyone have imagined that the video referee was going to give a penalty, penalty stroke for that? Yeah, it's uh, it's still possibly the worst decision I've ever seen at a key moment uh, in a game. And by the guy who was in the uh, in the video box as the video referral man, uh, what we found out yesterday actually, unfortunately, was that it was possibly his first ever time doing the video referral in a game. Um, so for me, it's unacceptable that the FIH, the international governing body of sports, actually would allow this and have this. And the two both on-pitch umpires gave, you know, said that there was nothing. So as you can imagine, the jubilation as the both umpires signaled that the game was almost over. But apparently, Canada managed to get their referral um, in in time before the whistle sounded. How? Um, so they were entitled to ask. And, and how unusual is it, David, for the video referee to kind of make such an important call? Because, like, I, I, I don't know too much, but what I did take, the referee didn't ask him was it a was it a penalty stroke, but the video, the video referee kind of gave his verdict verdict and said that was a penalty stroke. How unusual is it for that video ref to make a call like that? Well, I think obviously the ramifications will be yet to come, but uh, it basically ruins people's lives and sporting careers. Um, a decision like that. You know, and you look at the rule book and you look at all the different things that would denote what you can give a penalty stroke for and, like, you know, is there intent behind it and all this stuff. But you can clearly see over and over again the videos. Yeah, of course, there was a little bit of context. So you think at most and at the very most a penalty corner. But the fact was the Canadian player wasn't in a goal scoring opportunity, was running towards the end line, was basically almost off of the pitch. You know, it's just, it's just mind-boggling that a decision like that can be given and obviously now has such terrible uh, knockout effect for all of us Is there any room for appeal David is there anything that, that can be done or or is, has the kind of ink started started to dry in this and, and, and that Ireland aren't going to the Olympics and Canada are Yeah we, we went straight uh, we say in Hockey Ireland went straight to the TDs and we didn't sign the match form directly after the game so it was the statement of intent that the match wasn't officially over because we didn't sign it off and we were going to go for an appeal um, so you have to have an appeal within two hours after the final whistle goes or however the game finishes um, but what we were told was at the time by the officials of the FIH was that we cannot appeal an umpire's decision which yeah, for me obviously is just unbearable because that was ultimately what cost us um, everything um, so now I'm not sure what the next steps will be taken but I really do hope that this won't be the end of it because as I said the ramifications that it will have on moving forward, world ranking, um, sponsorship, funding, everything that goes towards the men's program. It really, uh, it's obviously on an unknown, unknown now, but moving forward, we know that FIH will have an awful lot of answers to give us. 
You put up a tweet on Monday, like, and you were saying about how hockey careers ended, Olympic dreams shattered in years and years of nothing but hard work and dedication from all the players are, are diminished. Kind of, you put so much into this, like, you, you literally do put your lives on hold to kind of, and chasing that dream of qualifying for a second, second successive Olympic Games. Um, is it very hard to put into words, David, I suppose, the heartbreak you're feeling at the moment, the, kind of the, the anger, the agony, the disappointment? Yeah, it was, and again, I'm not like very controversial on social media by any means, but I had discussed it with a good friend of mine today, just saying that I actually couldn't physically get the words out, mm-hmm. um, just at how upset I was yesterday, and, and still even today at times there's just moments where you just you just hit a wall and you still can't quite quite believe it. I think that will go for the rest of the squad as well. And there's, of course, anger, disappointment, frustration, everything, all emotion that I could just was feeling at that time to put it out because... I tried to stay silent and I tried to play the politically correct card, but it's it's really just not acceptable what has happened and the FIH do have an awful lot to answer for. What would you like to see the FIH do in this? Would you like to see them come out and address this kind of issue head on and kind of give you some explanation for why, this, why the decision was made and the kind of thought process behind it? Yeah, well, they, they, they come back with one statement, but as you can imagine, like any government body of sport with a very broad general comment that, we do not comment on individual umpiring decisions. That was it. Because, like, so you know that. Yeah, that's also unbelievable. Because we spoke before you went to Vancouver and we're talking about zero eight and obviously twenty twelve and Ireland missed out in the Olympics. But I presume when it comes in, in terms of heartbreak, David, this this must hurt the most because there was literally that second when the Ireland players were celebrating. They thought they were at the twenty twenty Olympics. So it it it, it is a, a huge body blow for everyone. Um, yeah, to be very, very honest with the kid, I've never felt as low or like this in my life. Um, 2012, of course, the heartbreak we experienced in Dublin against South Korea at that time, that was different, you know. We had created something special on home soil, got into the final when we weren't expected to, and really punched above our weight um, against Korea in the final. So I think, you know, the feeling of expectation wasn't quite there, but compared to this trip to Vancouver, where, you know, in that two games against a side like Canada are very very reachable and tangible goal for us and uh, obviously to be as gut-wrenchingly close as we were you know the the fact was that the the final whistle had been blown and you know there was guys of us celebrating picking each other up hugging so you know you had the jubilation of qualifying to literally just the depths of despair of seeing them award a penalty stroke and knowing that it has just put our yeah yeah, a lot of us all our dreams for us to get back to an Olympic Games for those who had been to Rio and for those guys coming through who didn't experience Rio to really go and experience one of the greatest experiences of someone's life. I really hope you do get the answers that you're looking for in the next couple of days and weeks, David. Thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. On Saturday evening at Parky Rain, Gabriel Rangers aim to continue their recent surge up the ranks when they meet Knocknagree in the Cork Intermediate Football Final at 7pm. And Kieran, it's just three years since they won the Junior Championship. How big of a deal would it be to see them go up to Premier Intermediate as champions? 
That'd be massive, absolutely massive for, for Gabriel's Jack. Um, as we know, that the two finalists in this year's Intermediate Football Championship, that's Gabriel's and Nocknagri, are already promoted to next year's Premier Intermediate Championship. So whatever happens on Saturday evening, at least they have Premier Intermediate Football to to fall back on. But the Gubbins Champions would be huge. It'd be massive for Gabriel's. Um, like you said there, three years ago, they won the, the Cork Junior Championship and that's after winning the Carberry Junior Championship and that year they got to the Munster Junior Final 2 where they came up short against Glenbay, Glen Carr. So um, the kind of bones of this Gabriel's team is still there. The likes of Eddie Goggin, Mark, um, um, Eddie Goggin, Mark Crone and Stephen Mahoney's back there. The evergreen Pat Nolan, 49 years of age and he, he played full back there against Drum Tariff in the semi-final that they won 16 points to 15. Um, so like the bones... Just take a minute to... To just let 49. that sink in. That's incredible, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I think we've spoken about Pat before here. It's it's his dedication that just gets me. Like, he's living up, I think, it's either Mello or McCroom, and he travels up and down to training. Like, he's 49, you know. That's commitment. If you wanted inspiration in a club, there you go. Like, if a fella puts in the work like that and to keep himself in shape, first and foremost, and then just to play at this level, you know, I think that's huge inspiration for everyone involved. So After I um, put myself through, like, an hour's training, I honestly complain for a week about... Little aches and pains, but I'm going to stop now based on the inspiration. You start to feel bad, so Pat Noel makes you feel bad. Well, it's just, it's, 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 if a man of 49 can still go and play Gaelic football at an extremely high level, like, and then you have lazy buggers like myself complaining about tiny aches and pains after going for a five kilometer jog, like, so it's, it's embarrassing, really. It is embarrassing, I hang my head in shame and I wish Pat all the best. We'd said nothing here in the office for a couple of months, but now since you bring it up, you are, you are right. Um, but yeah, but to be fair, Gabriel's they probably have it all to do because Knock Degree are quite a good side. I was just looking there. Um, I have it here. Their score so far. What they've put up this year, I thought I had it. So what they've put up this year in the in their path to the final, they put up three nineteen against you all and only conceded five points. The next game they scored two eighteen and only conceded one ten. Ahabula in the quarterfinal they won two thirteen to one six. Mill Street in the semi-final 3.20 to 1.8 so they're not just beating teams they're hockeying teams out the gate so um, Gabriels will be up against it Nocturne will start as the favourites but go back to three years ago and that that um, county winning championship that we spoke about when Gabriels won the Junior A Football Championship they actually beat Nocturne that year in the semi-final after a replay finished 2.10 apiece the first day Gabriels won the second day 2.9 to 14 so they have beaten this knock degree team so it's it's definitely within their capabilities um but before we go ahead to the interview with Darren O'Mahony we have to have a shout out to the administrator of the Gabriel Rangers Wikipedia page Jack because we all have a good Wikipedia page don't we yeah well as most people it's it's very easy as and like most people it's very easy to get caught down a Wikipedia rabbit hole it happens to me almost on a daily basis but when I clicked on to the Gable Rangers Wikipedia page today, uh, I was... It's brilliant. I think it's quite, <laughs> it's quite brilliant. I think I'll just read out some of the lines. It kind of starts off pretty normal. Gable Rangers is a Gaelic Athletic Association club based in the villages of Skull and Belly de Hub in County Cork, Ireland. Okay. Oh, so far, so, so, so good. The club fields teams in both Gaelic football and hurling. Okay, yeah. That's uh, their crest would also show that 
the hip hurls and footballs on their crest. So it's true again. Now, it's, now, it to take, now it starts to take a turn. The club is affiliated to Lukey Nolan. Okay, interesting. I don't know who Lukey Nolan is, do you? Lukey is a, he's a legend of the club, to be quite fair. Um, okay. I'm not sure is it affiliated to him, but maybe <laughs> it is. Um, the club has won seven All-Ireland Senior Hurling titles. Um, I didn't know that. Neither did I, but Wikipedia just rarely tells fallacies. Goalkeeper Darren O'Mahony once pulled the Dan O'Mahony statue out of the ground and threw it over the 12 arch bridge. It's phenomenal, really. Kind of, phenomenal strength. The, the physical achievement of that alone, kind of, I don't think winning a county would even compare to that. And like. for anyone who's not familiar with the Dan O'Mahony statue in the village of Ballydehub, this is like a, I'd say, 10 foot iron statue of a wrestler from the 1950s who toured America originally from Ballydehub but for any one man to be able to pull that up out of the ground and carry it across the 12 arch bridge and throw it in that says a lot about Darren O'Mahony I think Darren O'Mahony is 12 foot tall I don't think the Wikipedia page has been updated yet but it might <laughs> might be after and then it goes on to say the 2016 Night of the Dogs was a great success with the club raising enough money to pay for a new <laughs> set of knees for Eric O'Brien um, that's fantastic that you know money raised from a, a Night of the Dogs goes towards a good cause yeah and I'd like to just say Congratulations to the club on raising that money and uh, all the best to Eric O'Brien and his new le- knees. So hopefully those knees will see him in good stead when Gabriel's run out against Knock Negree this Saturday night. And now we're just going to catch up with goalkeeper Darren O'Mahony, the man who once pulled the Dan O'Mahony statue out of the ground and threw it over the 12 arch bridge. Hey, Darren, before um, we had this chat, I said I'd, I'd to do a bit of research and I went on the Gabriel Rangers GA Wikipedia page. And I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but you're you're on the Wikipedia page, Darren, and I'm going to read you out the line. Goalkeeper Darren O'Mahony once pulled the Den O'Mahony statue out of the ground and threw it over the 12 arch bridge. So I'm just hoping you can clear clear that up, Darren. Is it, I, I, I presume that's true, is it? That's, that's 100% true, yeah. <laughs> Ask James O'Reilly about it there. And so he, he decided to do a bit of playing around at the Wikipedia page this year, having a bit of fun with that, in fairness to him. So, yeah, yeah, so it is. A bit, a bit of crack. <laughs> oh, great stuff, great stuff. Um, obviously, huge night for the club on Saturday night, the county intermediate football final. But before we talk about that, I suppose let's go back to the semi final against Drum Tariff. And that was a game of two kind of prizes on, on offer, Darren. Kind of the winner obviously went through to the final, but also kind of won a place in next year's premier intermediate football championship. So, talk to me about that first, as well, about kind of winning promotion, you could say, at the next year's premier intermediate championship. Well, I suppose it's, it's it's a thing of dreams, really. Only three years ago, we were a junior club, and you know, like I've been playing since two thousand and four, and like like trying to even win a West Cork was was a difficult task. That alone, to winning a county, and then to to go where we've gotten now, it's it's, it's a thing of dreams. Uh, I never would have envisaged it there. You know, I suppose three years ago, we we had such a a great year that I thought was that my final chance. But look, we've We've got another chance, and we're after going up again. And it's look, it's great for the club, it's great for the parish, it's great for the young lads coming up there. We've we've a bunch bunch of minors coming up there next year, so look, it's it's great for them. As I said, they're they're the lucky ones. They never had to slog it out in junior. They're they're, they're going straight into the premier intermediate grade next year, which is which is great for the club, you know. Like you mentioned there, back in 2016, that's the year Gabriel's won the the Carberry Junior A and and the County Junior A went all the way into the Munster final as well against Glenbeg Lincar. Um, how much? Right. How much can you take from from that season, kind of Darren? Kind of like, especially like playing big games like that, like in, in county finals and so on. Like, can you use some of that experience going into next Saturday night? Ah, uh, look, next Saturday night it's still it's still only a game of football. It's two teams. It's two posts. It's 
the best team the night is going to win. Yes, there's, there's, there's the added pressure to the county final, but um, like, look, we'll we'll take from 2016. But look, Knock McGree went all the way to the All Ireland final in 2017 and won it. So they're they're well used to it as well. Um, like again, it'll be it'll be great for the the, the locality. You now that we'll see big numbers up there Saturday night to cheer us on. And look, you never know what can happen on the night. Hopefully, we'll have a chance anyway. When you look back on the semi-final against Drum Tariff, and that's a game that Gabriel's won 16 points to, to 15. V- very, very tight game. We need to put it out there in the end when Drum Tariff went on a bit of a run in the last quarter. Um, what are the big positives yeah. that you can take from that performance and result, Darren? Uh, I suppose we dug deep. We dug deep. We were four points down 15 minutes into the second half. Nothing was sticking. Nothing was going right for us. Um like we just we dug in, we dug in. Um, Eddie Goggin sort of pulled it out of the fire, and then Shawnee Keller's free there at the end to win. It was just just a unbelievable free, and to the great feeling. And yeah, I suppose look, we just we dug deep. We sort of we, we we had to dig very very deep to get that result, and it's a good good trait that to show the lads that we never gave up. I suppose you know. And looking to the final now, obviously, like you mentioned, they're not degree kind of they've all Ireland pedigree as well. Um, they did they, they, they hammered Mid Street in the other semi final that was three twenty to one eight. What do you yeah. expect off knock degree, Darren? Uh, a very good football team. Um, I suppose we had the the pleasure of playing against them twice, blowing Balavorni in two thousand and sixteen. Um, sort of they they're, they're a very good team. Um, look. We'll, we'll be up against it, but sure, we'll give them a go. But they're, they're a very well-rounded team. And from their defence, the whole way up, they, they, I suppose they've been coached very well by um, John Finton Daly. And they're, 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 they're on merit. They're, they're there, you know. Looking at the Gabriels team, kind of obviously there's some of the usual suspects from the last couple of years. Like you could see Macron and Eddie Goggin and so on. And then you see Pat Nolan starting in the in the semi final at full back. I think Pat is is he is he forty nine now or something like that, Darren? Like it, it's incredible. Something something on that, yeah. Oh, it's in- incredible. Like kind of I suppose his commitment to the cause force and he travels up and down for training, like but for, for like he keeps himself so well, like, you know, he must be an inspiration to everyone inside there to see someone like Pat Nolan travelling up and down and still giving so much to the cause. Ah, look, it's the love of the club. We all do it. Like Pat has been doing it for the last probably we were we were only messing with him Saturday night in the club. Like he was he was thirty six years of age or something like that before he he even won a West Cork medal, not to mind say a county. So you know, like he's he's there, he's done it for the cause. It's just it's it's unbelievable and it, it is inspirational it's what what Pat has done for the club now and he's he's just he's unreal and like you you never think he's forty nine years of age the way he can still motor around the pitch in fairness to him. He probably, he probably gives you all hope that you'll still be playing into your late 40s, doesn't he? <laughs> I wish. I, <laughs> I wish. Unfortunately, no, my legs are starting to give up already. <laughs> your legs might be uh, giving up, but I see, again, from the Wikipedia page that Eric O'Brien got a new set of knees after 2016 Night of the Dog, so you never know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's exactly it. Even after um, the, the, the semi-final win against Drum Tariff, um, uh, your manager, Brian Hayes, was uh, having a chat to the star and he said, we, we are a very small club and we've been written off all year, but we save our days like these. And I'm sure, too, Darren, you're going to save the build-up to this county final um, this Saturday night. What's it, what's it like out home at the moment? Uh, it was great. Like, I'm, I'm based in Cork now myself and I was home for the long weekend and, you know, it was just, it was brilliant people going up wishing you best of luck and sort of saying how are you fixed and yeah it's just it's look it's it's just it's great it gives a great buzz around the place and you know it gives people an interest and like as I say like it's all about the future with the young kids and 
all the young fellas there. It, it's all about them to get them and bring them along and see where they can go in years to come. And that's what it's all about, really, building for the future. And with Goalina playing in the Junior B County football final at just before you, that's a quarter past five. Hopefully we, we, we get yeah. a, a big West Cork crowd up in Parky Ring this Saturday night to, to support the two two Carberry teams. Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, it's great. It's like the Dan O'Callaghan, the Goalina captain, his first cousins with Gerald Callan, the Gables captain, and Dan's brother Kieran will be playing on the Gables team. So look, there's a lot of there's a lot of goodwill between the two clubs, and look. Hopefully, hopefully they can do the business as well. They've been knocking the door for a couple of years now, and they deserve that bit of luck to just, you know, get over the line and finally go up the junior one, which where I think they deserve to be up there now at this stage. You know, fingers crossed for both of you this Saturday night, uh, and hopefully there'll be a new entry to the Wikipedia Wikipedia page on on, on Sunday morning for you. So best best <laughs> best of luck and thanks for joining us, Darren. Very good. Thanks very much, Kier. Saturday's intermediate final will be played as part of a double header at Parky Ring as Gabriel's neighbours Goline meet St Michael's in the Junior B final. And what's interesting about this is that back in 2016, when Gabriel's last won a championship, Goline also tasted their last championship success, winning the Junior C title. So there's some symmetry here if conspiracy theories are your thing. Kieran, this is a big day for Goline. Huge day for Goline, Jack. Massive altogether. Um, and it's great to see that both Gabriel's and Goline are in, it's, it's a double header. Um, common sense has been used which is great to see them both up in Parky Ring on Saturday evening uh, for Goline Goline already lost the County Junior B final to Grange earlier in the year and that was a championship that was confined to just B teams um, that was also played up in Parky Ring and for most of that Goline gang it was their first time playing, playing in Parky Ring so at least to have that experience behind them as they take on St Michael's this Saturday evening Um Goalin had a good win against Bright Rovers in the semi-final. Some, um, we, we mentioned Pat Nolan there. John Cullinan is another um, evergreen for, for Goalin. I'm going to get it wrong now, John, so apologies. He's either 45, 46 or 47. I can't remember which one. I'm going to go 46. Um, but he, could, he could even be 47. But again, like Pat Nolan, to kind of to have fellas like that soldiering kind of year after year is fantastic. Um very good Goalin team. They have some some young fellas coming through as well. Gino Donovan is is the manager. Dan O'Callaghan is the captain. Um, there'll be bonfires kind of raging all weekend if Goalin could do it. Um, they, they have a very good chance. Like I said, they did a, did a good win against Bride Rovers in the semi-final. They did dig it out in the second half after a sparkling first half display. So, fingers crossed, Jack, that there'll be celebration on the double for Goalin and Gabriel Rangers this Saturday evening. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we wrap up today's show, we're going to quickly look at what's coming up in this week's paper. But first, we want to announce the winner of last week's competition, which was for the International Road Bowling Book. Thanks to everyone who entered. We'll have more prizes coming up in future podcasts. But there can only be one winner, and it is Connor Cotter from McCroom. So congratulations to you, Connor. That book is on the way to McCroom. Now, Kieran, this week's Southern Star, I'm no doubt, I've no doubt it's, it's going to be a good one based on what I've seen so far walking through the corridors. 
Am I allowed to bring back our old phrase, Jack? What? It's, it's been a while now. It's been an absolute while. And uh, I know we got a couple of complaints against it. You we know. did, we did. One man from Adrigold, if he's listening to it, he may hang his head in shame. But it is a cracker, Jack. <laughs> an absolute cracker. Um, we have lots going on. Uh, bank holiday weekend full of sport. Um, congratulations to Era Oak, who won the County Premier Intermediate Football Championship. They beat St. Michael. So we've full report and reaction from that. Goes without saying that we previews of Gabriel Rangers and Newcestown's Sorry, Gabriel Rangers and Goleen's county finals this weekend. Also, St. James's are in county junior A football championship semi-final action this Sunday. And we have a full-page interview with Captain Joe O'Sullivan, who recently picked up a West Cork Sports Star monthly award. Um, the interesting thing talking to, to Joe was that he was telling me, Jack, that his first year when he was 16, his first year with the adult team in St. James's, he never told his parents. Uh, he told his parents he was training with the under-21s when he was actually in with the big boys. Um, he said he didn't know harm at all, but his parents thought he was too small and they didn't want him to get hurt. So they had his best interest at heart. But like he said, it's all worked out well. He's our captain St. James's to their first ever Carberry Junior A Football Championship. They're now in a county semi-final. They have a chance to get through to a county final. So stuff of dreams, really. Um as well as that, we've a review of the first week of the Kearney for West Cork teams. And it was a particularly good week for Hamilton High School. And I caught up with their manager, Rob Hullahan, um, to get his thoughts. Oh, that's the way we've loads going on. Fast. There's, there's a, an interesting extract. Ah, yes, the extract, yes, yes. In this week's paper. Yes, something in the water, the new book about Skibbering Rowan Club. I suppose it's the story of how Skibbering Rowan Club and, con- uh, conquered who, the world. Who, may I ask... Has penned this new book. He's a dashing Southern Star sports editor, you know. Oh. So, um, no, it's brilliant. Yeah, so we have a, an extract from from the book in this week's Star, kind of a, a nice exclusive for Southern Star readers. Um, one of my favourite parts of the book, actually, it's yeah. about John Whelley and the Dirty Water Bottle. I'd say no more. I'd pick up the Star on Thursday. There's a teaser, if ever there was, to, to make someone want to buy the Star. Yeah, the Dirty Water Bottle. And... What I liked about this is that John Whelley didn't know that the water bottle was dirty until the star was un, until this book was published um, and it was only released last week. So just and and that, Jack, the launch of Something in the Water is in the West Cork Hotel in Skibbereen this Friday night at seven o'clock. And there's an open invitation for everyone to, to pop along and attend. Um, a lot of the roars will be there. A lot of the heroes who are championed in the book will be there. It should just, just be a great night, you know. And a chance to get a, a signed copy, I hope. Oh yeah, I'll be there too. Kind of, I'll be get a, get selfies with the author. I think you know yeah. I'm gonna have a little uh, little stall set up in the background, kind of selfies and autographs with the author. So and is there going to be like a, a, a charge for this meet and greet? Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe yeah. for the next one there might be. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's free this Friday night. Free Friday night. Come down to the West Cork Hotel. What time? Seven p.m. Seven p.m. West Cork Hotel. Like I said, you get to meet some of the kind of the real heroes behind this. It's the real. It's the men and women of Skibbereen and Rowan Club who have turned this country West Cork rural club into a juggernaut you world know? beaters world beaters like the most successful rowing club in the country and it's a very interesting story and this is the first time that their story has been told and it was a great um, I suppose I got the big thumbs up last week when the book was shortlisted for the Borgosh Energy Irish Sports Book of the Year Award we're down to the final six so um, it would be great if people too could vote for the book yeah absolutely uh, some stiff competition in there but wouldn't it be great to see a book about Skibbereen Rowan Club landing a national award? That it oh, deserves. Yeah, I, 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 I've been lucky enough to, to see some of the book. I haven't mm-hmm. read it in its totality yet, but I intend to. But it's, it, it's an absolute cracking read. So 
get online. We've tweeted out the link and put it on Facebook. Mm. Show your support for Skibbereen Rowing Club and our great sports editor, Kieran McCarthy. Thank you for those kind words, Jack. Um, no, brilliant. Um, like, let's, like we said, lots going on in this week's Star. So again, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork.